Banana jitterbug. Banana jitterbug. It's the mentors. It's the mentors. It's the mentors. We don't actually know the words to that song, do we? No, we don't. Why do we? Then why? What? That choice wasn't wise. No. Well, it's the first thing that popped into our heads. Improv. We just got back from improv class, so we're feeling it. We're feeling the vibes. Feeling the vibes. We actually just got back from sunny Orlando. Actually, it was very rainy this week. Super rainy. I don't know what you're talking about. We were there for the podcast movement conference, our second one since we started this magical journey of. Starting a podcast, thank you, by the way, if you're tuning in uh, as one of our regular listeners, you have no idea how much we appreciate it. And if you're new, thank you as well. Wow, thank you're you taking a chance on us. Yeah. They're really taking a chance. If you think this is weird, it's only going to get worse from here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Anyway. This is our weekly segment called The 5-Minute Pick-Me-Up, where we tell you stories to motivate you for the week to come. And this week's uh, couple stories we have, actually, but they stem from the conference that we went to. We spent about a week in Orlando. We took some time off work and self-financed this trip, partly because, um, you know, we talk about this in the show sometimes, but if you're going to get into something, if you're going to try something new, we think you should really go all in. And so we really try to invest in that self-improvement and really learning from professionals and going to conferences is one of those ways. Going to conferences, going to meetups, going to networking events, dinners, what have you. Building relationships in person is the fastest way to achieve your goals. Oftentimes, the biggest deals are struck when people kind of are in the same room and ideas start bouncing around. And there's that trust that's easier to build when you're in person that can't be replicated in any other way. That's true. And today's episode is going to be about this recurring theme that we observed at the Podcast Movement Conference, which is that... Sometimes you can actually create amazing unforeseen opportunities for yourself by taking something that you're already very good at that you know already know a lot about or maybe something that you just worked in for a long time and applying it in a completely new way or in a completely emerging let's say medium so what's some example of that Vadim? Sure so we actually part of the benefit of going to an industry specific conference like podcast movement is naturally it attracts the biggest names in podcasting so last year terry gross gave a keynote address this year guy raz gave a keynote address but also some huge names and uh quickly growing podcasts were running panels as well and giving talks and we heard two talks where this sort of concept of taking something that you're already really skilled at or good at and applying it in a new medium or a new format can create brand new opportunities for you sometimes bigger opportunities too one example of this is this gentleman whose talk we went to who is the founder and ceo of company called Wandry, which is now actually one of the biggest uh, producers of podcasts, but he came from the TV industry. He did. He actually started off at Fox, and he is from Argentina, and so he rose the ranks, and I think over the course of 11 years or so, he became SVP and managing director of Fox International, and then he ultimately became the president of Fox International Channels, and basically his job in that role was to take TV shows, take new shows that were being developed, and bring them internationally. And one thing that they noticed when they did that is by basically having a process where they take new shows and instead of just publishing them right when they're done editing, they have a two-week grace period where they translate them to a bunch of different uh, languages and then they make partnerships to get distribution into different countries. What happens is when they release that show at the same time, it becomes a lot more popular, obviously, because you're reaching more people, but also more people are talking about it, even in different languages. And he saw that that's one of the reasons 
why this these uh, serialized shows became so popular, right? Breaking Bad was one of them. What were some other ones? Nip Tuck as well. And there was another trend that was happening was that because of subscription-based services like Netflix, people had an expectation of getting access to the shows at the same time everywhere else in the world. And so you have to have a quick turnaround of taking a show, let's say, that was made in America and making it available internationally as well. So there was kind of a pull that was happening from the audience where you had this asset that you already created in English, let's say, and you created an opportunity to generate more income from it and reach the masses by making it internationally available. So at one point, Hernan decided he wanted to be an entrepreneur and he was trying to figure out what is he going to do next and he knew what he knew really well which is TV and how shows are launched and more importantly taking shows internationally and so he decided to start with this emerging uh, theme of serialized shows becoming really popular in like the early to mid 2000s and he said I'm going to do the same thing for podcasts I'm going to choose some of the best ideas that we can create really highly produced serialized podcasts uh, around and in, in, about, in about 20 2015, the, the, the show Serial was really the only one that uh, followed that format, and I'm going to take them international. So I'm going to take what I know, which is TV, I'm going to take what I've determined is a, a trend in TV, and I'm going to apply it to a new medium and also distribute it in the same way as I did in the TV world, which is through partnerships. Exactly. He knew that he could identify high-quality shows, he knew that he had a uh, could put together a team that could develop these shows as well, and he knew he could take them internationally. More importantly, in this new industry, podcasting, it it was kind of like when TV was changing when Netflix came along as well or when new types of stories were being told and how people were uh, really interested in that content, which is the fact that in the United States, there's a lot of people that listen to podcasts, but there's still this sort of blue ocean opportunity internationally where there's 2.5 billion people internationally that have smartphones that can actually consume podcasts, have the infrastructure in place to consume them but haven't been reached yet because the industry is still nascent enough and that's kind of the concept behind Wandery is using the skills to develop shows because he knows how to do them and also bring them internationally because he knows how to strike those partnerships and to strike those deals. And so he went from being a president of Fox to starting something completely new in an industry that he had no knowledge about and now Wandery is one of the biggest podcasting companies that have some of the most successful shows out there. The next story is about a woman that we saw on a panel as well, and she had actually started off as a news anchor at some local TV channels, and then she got an opportunity to be a news reporter at CBS and worked there for years, and eventually she realized, you know what, I can probably do this myself. And she saw an opportunity in podcasting, and at this point, you know, she did kind of make sure to say that she had, she was married, so she had a dual-income household, so she had about a year window where she could test to see if this entrepreneurial thing could work out for her, and if she could do something for herself. So she already had the experience as a news anchor, and so she decided to do the same exact thing, except apply it to a daily show that she hosted herself. So what happened was, first of all, she focused on creating great content every single day, but again, she also focused on partnership, getting that distribution. Within a few months, she had a 1,000 downloads per episode, which is really impressive. Every single day, yeah. Every single day. And because she already had the skill of being a news anchor... She- her content was good right off the bat. Yeah, and she already knew the the fast cycles of a daily news sort of program. So she knew, okay, even though I'm a one-woman show right now, this is how I'm going to set up my day, right, so that I can uh, watch the news all day, basically take notes and then spin it in my own way. And and then at night, I'm going to record and I'm going to release by midnight. And then she built a team and process around that too. So she had a very good familiarity with how to consume that content and turn it into her own news telling because, again, she was a reporter. 
but she applied it to a completely new medium, which was uh, one that she could execute on herself. She didn't need a whole TV crew, right? She just recorded the podcast and hit publish. Exactly, and it's now a self-sustaining business for her. So the great thing about this is you don't have to do something completely brand new or reinvent the wheel, right? In this case, when she was starting off her show, which was a few years ago, there were already daily news podcasts that were doing well, but you had an audience that was continuing to grow every year, which meant that there was going to be more and more new people that you could access that might potentially become your audience. And what she did really intelligently early on is she made a partnership and got funding through PRX, right? Yeah, po- uh, Podfund. That's right. Uh, it's Podfund. They have a partnership with uh, Radio Public, which is a PRX thing, yeah. Exactly. And so she got the distribution relatively quickly because she had the expertise. She already worked at CBS. She probably used, I don't know the exact story, but she probably used some of the contacts that she had, or at the very least, some of the clout that she had in the industry to push on those networks and actually get to distribution relatively early. So if you've been thinking about you know, how to get out of a, a certain career maybe, or, or how to start something of your own, but you don't really know what to start... Think about, we've talked about this before on the show, you know, the what you know, but think about what are you already good at? What do you already know a lot about? And then look at other emerging industries that might be fun to play in. Maybe other forms of distribution, other mediums, whatever it might be, and see how you can marry those two and try something new that way. And maybe you know somebody at work that made a career transition complete like late in their life uh, talk to them see what they did what skills from their previous career did they leverage to get the new one and maybe that'll start giving you some ideas how you can make moves yourself that's it for the five minute pick me up for this week and we'll see you on wednesday